Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Keys here. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark to get your 30-day free trial and audiobook download. With over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPod, Kindle, or MP3 player. Whatever the hell those things are. You got Audible for your record player or something? What are those things? Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Doppel Avenue Hurt Case 2 Case 2 The Red Letter Part 2 The Proposal Arrested and for what? Trying to make everything right? Why don't they just book Moses and Gandhi too? It's like my second favorite rapper said. Fuck the police. You're gonna stay in here till you rot. Yeah, or until somebody posts bail. Yeah, that's the other option. Yeah, well that's the one I'm gonna pick. You're not gonna rot? No. God damn it. I took a seat on the concrete bench. Couldn't believe it. All of this could have been avoided if I just subdued Desmond Grant when I had the chance. Instead, I let him shoot me. And now I have the scar on my chest. The reminder. If the police don't find Grant, I will. Look at what we have here. Oh no. If it isn't the famous Mr. Keys, how you do? I do fine. Hello, Vandal. Ha! The man who puts me behind bars now finds himself behind same bars. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be getting out of here soon. That's what they all say. Who's all? The people who used to be here. So they got out? Duh. Then they told you the truth. Christ, Vandal. I never call them liars. Yeah, but you worded it like it was something that didn't happen often. What do you mean? I said, I'll be out of here soon. You said, that's what they all say. That is what they all say. I know, but when you say it like that, it makes it sound like they all say that. But that isn't true. You are very confusing. It's... it's your fault. No, it is your fault. You put words in mouth. What do you mean by that? You say, I will be out here soon. I said, that is what they all say. You took that as, that is what they all say. But that is not true. I never say that. I thought that's what you meant. But it is not. 
I say what I mean. I am a man of my word. I would never lie. Oh, right. Yeah, you don't lie. You just fucking kill people in cold blood. You killed my best friend. Oh, yeah. You mean the guy that was coming to kill me? That doesn't mean you have to kill him. That's exactly what it means. You know, Mr. Keys, in America, you have to kill to stay alive. But in Mother Russia, you have to stay alive to kill. Oh, yeah, you're deep. Spent the rest of the night in the cell with Fendel. I was able to make one phone call, so I called Edith. She was on her way to post bail. You want me to sing old Russian song while I clang my cup on bars? Yeah, I don't know any old Russian songs. What about something from Pussy Riot? Putin's favorite, I might add. Not right now. Jimmy Jong, I can't believe this. Oh, Christ, Paul. One time I'm happy to see you. The captain told me what happened, but don't worry, Jimmy Jong. We straightened the whole thing out. Really? Yup. Let's get you out of here. Uh, goodbye, Vendel. Till next time, Mr. Keys. I didn't know the captain would be so mad about you meddling. I wasn't meddling, Paul. I helped you guys solve that crime. Even so, you caused quite the amount of damage on Doppel Avenue. Oh, wait. Mm, that'll actually be $50. What will be $50? Well, I did just bail you out. Are you serious? Come on, Jimmy Jones. If it weren't for me, you'd be rotting away in there. Eat us on our way right now. What, what about 30 bucks? Come on, Jimmy Jong, I'm hurting for money. And this weekend is little Rebecca's birthday party. Jesus Christ, Paul, here. Much appreciated. By the way, you're invited to the party. Go ahead and buy her something nice. Like what? Oh, oh, she always wanted a life-size standee of Walt Whitman. Or was that my grandma? Gee, I always get them mixed up. Who, Walt Whitman and your grandma? No. My grandma and my daughter. That's weird. No, what's really weird is when I get my wife and my son mixed up. The stories I could tell. Yeah, I don't want to hear those stories ever. We left the precinct and headed to Paul's car, which is parked on the corner. Anyway, uh, you can get Rebecca anything. A Barbie, a movie. Oh, wait. What about that hot toy all the parents are scrambling for? Yeah. I don't know what that is. That thing on the commercial. It's a stretchy toy. Girls love it. You can fold it and tie it into a bow. Some even bend it into chair form so they can sit on it. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I don't know. Ah, uh, what's it called? I'll just, I'll just grab her a Barbie. I think she'd really like this new toy if you can find it. It starts with a B, and it's always green. It's always, it's always green. Yeah, and it lights up, but you can't get water on it. <laughs> like Gizmo. Jimmy Jong, be serious. Wait, can you buy a gremlin? They sell those in pet stores? Paul, those are fictional. So... So no, you can't buy those. I'm just getting her a Barbie. Or you can get her a life-size sandy of Walt Whitman. Paul, 
You just said that was your grandma. We just had this talk. Oh shit, that's right. We reached Paul's car and hopped in. Paul called Edith on his cell phone and told her not to come. Instead, I met up with her at the office. What did those fucking flatfoots do to you? Nothing. I'm fine, Edith. Except for the cold. You spent time in the big house. You didn't escape, did you? Are you a fucking fugitive? Are you a badass now? Edith, Paul got me out. Everything's fine. There's just one rule now. I have to stay away from the O'Reilly's, I guess. Good. Fuck that Natalie slut. No, not just her. All of them. They don't want me interfering with official police business. Why did you squinch your fingers like that? They're called air quotes. Why? I was mocking the words official police business. <gasps> you are a badass now. Edith, I'm not a badass. So, no more Desmond Grant? We'll see about that. I still have some unfinished business with him. The monkey heart? The monkey heart. What about that other whorebag? What other whorebag? There's only one. Julianne Good. The whore with the dead fiancé. Word around town is she's a total slutbag. So when you say around town, you really mean around the office. Yup. So that means you think she's a total slutbag. Yup. Don't you think maybe that you're just jumping to conclusions? Yup. The right ones. I didn't feel like debating who is and who isn't a slut bag, so I let it go. Instead, I grabbed my things and took off for the day. I sat down on the old couch and grabbed a cigarette. I checked my coat, but couldn't find my lighter. I got up and went to the kitchen, over to the counter. I opened the top drawer and grabbed the gun-shaped lighter. Angela's present. This is where it would reside now. I had no longer carried around with me. I didn't need another mishap. I lit the cigarette and took a puff. This night would end with a cigarette, a glass of scotch, a Valium, and maybe a good Robert Mitchum pick. And maybe I'd squeeze one out too. Not to Robert Mitchum, but... Ah, hell, I'll just masturbate to Robert Mitchum. That guy's got it going on. I'm not gay, but you know, fuck it.
finally gotten over the sickness from the hospital the next morning, so I checked the rest of my messages. I also spent a good amount of time reading the newspaper. As much as I needed to keep up to date on current events, I actually hated reading the newspaper. The articles were always horribly written. At 11.30, I called Miss Julian Good. Miss Good. Could this be Mr. Keys? It is. I was wondering if you'd like to grab lunch. I'm in the middle of filming at the moment. Oh. Hmm. Perhaps one? We could wrap by then. Sure. That'd work for me. Good. I shall see you then. Terry's Diner. Excuse me, that diner, as you call it, with every other diner is, how do I say it politely? Well, it's beneath me. Really? Please, come to my house. I will have my cook make us up something extravagant. And by extravagant, I mean really, really good, and dare say expensive. I know what extravagant means. My address is 121 Sunrise Boulevard. If you would like, I could have my driver pick you up, of course. No need. I'll take a cab. If it suits you, I shall see you shortly. I have not been pondered. Filming. Sunrise Boulevard. I did read something in the newspaper today that said Brentwood Heights was becoming a popular area for film. I grabbed the newspaper and flipped through. There it was. The headline read, Brentwood Heights is film for now. People like it. I don't know why I still read the Brentwood Heights Gazette. They had horrible writers. Regardless, I read the excerpt about the film industry. For those that may not know, the film industry is here, and it's new. People like that there's film here now. Hollywood is not the best anymore. Brentwood Heights is the best now. Jesus Christ, it's like this is written by a five-year-old. God, I decided to continue. Hollywood's too expensive to live. People want to live where it isn't expensive. Brentwood Heights isn't expensive, so people move here, then film stuff, like movies and TV shows. They are celebrities. The people who film the stuff are celebrities. And they will live here sometime. Oh my God, I can't fucking do this. It's like it's a fucking Zodiac letter. Edith! Edith! Yeah, Mr. K? Cancel my subscription to the Gazette, please. Here we are. That'll be 2460. 
I paid the cab driver and got out. It was 1.05. I was a tad late. This Julianne lived in a lavish mansion. It was old, rustic, and somewhat creepy. Set at the top of a hill like the Bates Motel, with dead trees and tall grass covering the yard. I walked up the cobblestone driveway into the front door. I knocked three times like Tony Orlando taught me. Of course this wasn't the ceiling, but that was a dumbass lyric. That creaking sound reminded me of the O'Reilly estate. The door opened and revealed a bald, chubby man who appeared to be in his late forties. Hello. I am Sheldrick Von Wallen. You must be Mr. James Keyes. Yeah, last time I checked. And when is the last time you actually did check? Last night, to Robert Mitchum. I mean, like an hour ago. And? And I was still Mr. James Keyes. That's good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. Please, come in. I apologize about the 20 questions, but... Mr. Keyes, I am a very cautious person. It's no problem. Wait, did you just ask me 20 questions? I believe I asked you just two. So you still have 18 more. I thought that was more of an expression. I wanted to test this guy. Felt as if he was reading me. I needed to make sure I keep the upper hand. I was the PI here. No, I don't think it is an expression. So what you're saying is that it's a hard and fast rule? I believe so. And that was a question. So that means you need to ask me 17 more. Um, okay. Uh, Miss, Miss Julianne Good is in her study. I'll inform her of your arrival. Good. And Mr. Wallen? Please, Mr. Keys, call me Sheldrick. Okay, Sh- Sheldrick. I'm gonna need those final 17 questions at one point or another. I'm not a fan of people saying something and then not following through. I'm fucking serious. The bald man kindly nodded and headed upstairs. I walked around the main hall, looking at all the large paintings, the finely crafted fireplace, the dusty chandelier. The old mansion was spacious, but cold. I ran a finger along the top of the fireplace, collecting a large amount of dust. I blew it away. In the corner of the room, there was something odd. What the... It was shit. There was shit in the corner. Oh, wait, no. It was a pair of black socks. From far away, it looked like shit. Mr. Keys, darling. I turned around to see Julianne at the top of the staircase. She was dressed in a thin gold gown, her hair done up in a bun. She descended the staircase, sliding her hand along the banister. I'm so glad you could make it. You don't understand how important it is that you are here. I just hope I can help. I'm sure you can. I've heard you're the best. You're 
reputation precedes you. It's very kind. I'm just an ordinary man. And a mortal one. So I heard you were in the hospital. Shot? Yes, in the chest. <laughs> no. Would you care for a shot? Vodka, perhaps? Oh, sure. Sheldrake! Julianne pulled out a bell and rang it for Sheldrake. Sheldrake! He finally appeared at the top of the staircase. Miss Good? We would like some drinks. Mm, what can I get for you, madam? Ooh, two shots of vodka and two glasses of our best water. I know we were supposed to eat, so Sheldrake here is preparing a fine roast. Do you eat meat? All the time. Good, 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 good. Oh, Sheldrake will be on the patio. Sheldrake, 16 more. We sat on the patio, sipping shots and eating roast. Sheldrake, this is fantastic. Thank you, sir. He's a fantastic cook. It's the only reason I keep him around. <laughs> ah, I tease. Oh, I do tease. And may I get you anything else? I'm fine. That makes 15 left. Would you care for another shot? No, I shouldn't drink anymore. No, I mean, would you care if someone shot you in the chest again? Yeah, probably. It's amazing you were still at the job. That's what I was meant to do. Now, we should get to business. Oh, please. Let us finish eating first, then we will get to it. I have a lot of information for you. Now, I also have a proposal. Oh. What's that? Well, it's an offer for consideration. I know what a proposal is, but what is the proposal? I know you're probably a busy guy, but I need to find out about my fiancé as soon as possible. It's eating away at me. I want to offer you a deal, darling. I will pay you. One hundred thousand dollars. Right now. Right this instant. What's the catch? Well, you stay here. Live with me. Until you solve the case. Boy, I lived with a woman once. It took her three months before she knew I was there. And the only thing she gave me were damp towels and the smell of her gloves after a heavy snowstorm. The way she shrieked when I accidentally knocked over that face returning back onto the staircase. And it didn't get me $100,000. The only thing it got me was a restraining order and a 30-day free trial to the county sex offender website. Let's see how this plays out for James Keyes on the next episode of Doppel Avenue Hurt. Doppel Avenue Hurt. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Jonathan Moss. 
Starring voices by Kyle Appleyard as James Keyes. Amy LeRae as Edith Dietrich. Jose Caraballo as Paul Went. Jonathan Moss as Arthur Phelps and Sheldrake Von Wallen. Dan Johnson as Vendel. And Julia W.D. Harrison as Julianne Good. Additional voices by John Lazaveth, Brian Messick, Hope Enos, Chris Gore, Nicholas Engelhart, and Amber Simpson. If you enjoyed this show, please take 90 seconds and rate us on iTunes. Also, go to www.sharkdropper.com for additional fictional podcasts such as this one. Five seconds till shark drop. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.